Today on City Cash Chicago, with gas prices off the charts lately, some people are considering making that switch to electric vehicles. But for many, buying a new electric vehicle isn't exactly affordable with the average price hitting $66,000 last month. Now, Illinois is trying to offset the price by offering you up to four grand if you buy one. I spoke with Megalakchara, electric vehicle coordinator of Illinois, about the program, as well as how EVs can help in the fight against climate change. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Why is it so important for us to be advocating for electric vehicles on our, on our on our streets and highways? I mean, it's simple. It's climate change. I, I think that there is nothing more potent than that as 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 a reason. Um, I mean, every time we open the news, we hear about disasters. We hear about we hear about war, war, warming. We we're experiencing the hottest summers we've had, and um, you know the climate has changed drastically, and we have to fix that. It also helps us in many ways to, you know, offset our fuel costs. And um, the the fact is that this is this is the right time, good for the environment, good for our pockets, to um, adopt electric vehicles. And I've been a clean energy advocate for um, the last 13, 14 years, and um, I, I've worked on renewables. I've worked on keeping the lights on with renewables. I've worked on solar. I've worked on and and electric vehicles, and to me, all of this is like, you know, it's, it's, it's just important that, you know, we do something in general about just not letting this earth get any warmer and keep it less than 1.5 degrees. A big part of your job involves developing and implementing a comprehensive and cohesive EV strategy to address those challenges that you just walked us through. Can you talk a little bit about what that plan and strategy looks like? So the planner strategy is, is two pronged. It's the vehicle and the charger. The charger is a little simpler. Uh, we want people to be able to charge anywhere. It could be at retail, it could be on the corridor, it could be at your workplace, it could be at your homes. If, if you live in multi-unit dwellings, if you live in single family homes, you know, you should be able to install a charger in your garage. That's one part of it. And the second part of it is, is the cars. And yes, we want the light duty vehicles to be electric, but then we also have to look at transit. We have to look at um, trucks. I mean, we, we are a logistics center, so those have to be electrified. Uh, we have to look at infrastructure like airports and, um, you know, could be water ports that, that we have in Illinois. So the, the idea is that, you know, we the strategy has to be in a way that we replace these internal combustion engines that we're using today with um, electric um, vehicles, be it trucks, be it cars um, or be it medium duty, heavy duty, Amazon vans, as you can look at them, like they just said that they're going to go electric. So um, it's it's overall. And um, that's how I look at it. In cities, we need yeah. to be more specific because we want people to be able to charge uh, at curbs, at, um, you know, any of the destinations that they go to. So every place has its own uh, strategy that we have to think through. When you think about Tesla, some of the models that come out in places like Toyota, they they feel and a little bit like a status symbol. In some ways, they they feel inaccessible. How is Illinois working to make it feel like you know not only something that they can afford, but something that doesn't feel like it's you know a part of this you know like niche group of people? I see what you're seeing, and I I, I 
at, at one point of time, I also used to think the same that, you know, when, when we're thinking electric, are we just thinking Tesla's, but the market is changing. And, um, it's, I, I mean, we have a $26,000, uh, volt at this time. GM has, has an electric vehicle at that point of time. And, and yes, there are 150,000 vehicles too, but those are not the ones that are going to, you know, uh, make people go and buy electric cars. So, what Illinois is doing is we offer a rebate at this point of time. If you bought an electric vehicle after July 1, uh, you could get $4,000 off on, on the vehicle. And, um, you know, the EPA has a website. You can go there, submit an application and uh, for this rebate. And that would be $4,000 off your car. If you don't have a Toyota, if you don't have a GM, and if you don't have a Tesla, you could also get a federal tax credit of $7,500, up to $7,500 on your vehicle. So if you if you add these two together, we're looking at almost eleven thousand five hundred dollars off. So now, you know, the car, although the cost is a little high, I get that. But if you couple these two, um, the car could become very affordable and um, on, on the right model. And um, and now it makes a lot of sense for people to go and buy electric vehicles. And it's just beyond that whole um, status symbol. The other thing to also remember is that once you've bought the car, your savings just don't stop there. Now your fuel costs are lower, right? You also don't have to take it for any oil change or any servicing for the first 150,000 miles. So so we, we know that there are cost savings on fuel, but are there any hidden costs that, that come with electronic vehicles that, that we're not discussing? If you bought a Tesla, for example, again, we're talking about a different uh, car. Um, you know, they're looking at, for ex they have recently announced that um, the software subscription model, you would have to renew it after six or seven years. So that is something that I didn't see before, which yes, I would alert you is like, if, if you think you're set and you've, you've spent all this money on the software and you're, and you're good, uh, you'd maybe want to check after a few years, like if, if, if it's a subscription model, but I'm not aware of any other auto manufacturer doing the same where, you know, you keep, keep paying for this. So, um, I, I don't see, um, you know, that big hidden cost. Um, of course, these cars are more, um, you know, we're talking, they're smarter. They're, they're big computers actually on wheels. So, you know, you're more worried about the software and the updates. But, but if you look at any of the internal combustion engines these days, the kind of features that come in any car these days are suggested that you know, they have gotten more and more smart. Well, you talked about those rebate programs. One of the first people to alert me to it was my mom's because she's thinking about getting an electric vehicle right now, uh, trading in her car. And for her, she's really one of the things that's kind of holding her decision off is because she thinks she should just invest in putting a, a charger in her garage so that she can save herself. So one for a consumer, how feasible is getting a home charger and two are there enough, like if we're thinking about Chicago, for example, are there enough for a person to feel comfortable, um, you know, to, to, to get an EV that, you know, that like a gas station, they're readily accessible to them? So that is a, it's a great question and it's a little complicated. So bear with me. Okay. So 85% of charging happens at home. So what, what's going to happen is you will charge mostly at home. And then of course it depends on, you know, what your, um, 
what your commute pattern, et cetera, looks like, how you use your car. But this is a DOE study. Like mostly people charge at home. Now, where does your mother live? Does she live in a single family home or does she live in a multi-unit dwelling apartment or condo complex? That makes a huge difference. If it is a single family home, you can buy, it's easy to buy a charger off the market and install it. Now, the utility has proposed, it's not been accepted yet, but um, Comet has proposed to um, offer rebates and also offer subsidizing what upgrading the um, electric box would look like, right? So you can okay. install charging at home. It's a, it's it's something that should be approved. It could be approved in in March, I think. So um, we have some of these programs that are in some, some sort of discussion that will help people in single family homes. Multi what is a what is a home charger run a person? Like uh, a decent one, maybe not like a generic one. Oh, five hundred to a thousand dollars is. Oh, okay. I I was expecting a, a higher amount, so that's okay. Yeah, no, you could buy it off Amazon. Like you could get something for three hundred, four hundred dollars too if it wasn't connected. That okay. The hardware is not that expensive, and I'm also going to give you a rebate towards your charger. So okay, that could benefit residents of Chicago quite a bit. So that's single family, but multifamily is different. In that case, um, you know, it it would have to be a choice between you know the HOA would have to get on board, or if you're renting, your landlord has to provide it. But um, this is getting more and more attractive for a landlord. Like if I if I install these chargers and I have them, I'm, it's more likely that I'm going to get renters. And I'm, it's more likely that I'm going to get renters who are going to pay the cost. So outside of the, you know, your home or, 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 you know, the building that you live in, that usage, are we scaling city and statewide chargers fast enough to keep up with what you're saying is, is a really rapid uptake of EVs at the consumer level? So we have to. I mean, that, that's what I'll put it that way. We don't have, I'll, I'll be honest here. We, we need more chargers. We don't have enough. And um, the electric cars are, are growing. But, but that's part of the job. And that's why, as I talked about earlier, we have these pots of money to build up chargers at the corridors. We have charger uh, rebates at the um, Environmental Protection Agency to get chargers across the state. We have the utilities proposing some programs. So the next three to four years, it's going to be very different. Like you will say, good job, Mega, right? If everything goes <laughs> I 100% will. <laughs> I 100% will. Um, you know, the truth is so much, what is it, 70% of the emissions that we see are caused by corporations. Like, what are the the tangible benefits of us changing our behavior if these other patterns stay the same? Well, everybody has to do their part. And I, and I think that, you know, if, if each of us did, it would add up to, to these uh, tremendous benefits. Like the way I look at it is, should we support businesses that go ahead and make announcements about electrification? I would say yes. If we have companies like Ikea talking about sustainability, if we have companies like Amazon saying, you know what, 100,000 electric vehicles by, you know, I'm going to electrify my whole fleet. Um, as consumers, I believe, or we can go and say that, oh, yeah, this is what I want to support. These are the companies that want to make sure that the environment is better off for us, uh, is better for us and for our future generations. And, you know, we're all part of this movement to change that. I mean, that's how I would look at it. Let's do some let's do some projection forward. What is your vision? You know, 2030 
isn't that far away. It's 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 practically seven years away. We're almost done with 2022. You know, what do you think is, is your ideal vision when you look at public transit, when you look at rail systems, when you look at consumer patterns? What do you hope for 2030 Chicago? You know, if, it, if I could have it my way, this is just my way. Like 2030, obviously, like the state has a, has a million electric vehicles on the, on the, on the roads. I am personally a person who's been using public transit. I prefer that. So those are the first things like, you know, I think one should electrify is the buses and make sure that we have adequate public transport so that people use lesser cars. And then uh, bike bicycle payments. So uh, it is. It's about creating more e-bikes. It's about creating bicycles. It's about like looking at e-scooters, uh, creating different modes of transportation for for folks to get around. Um, and obviously, less cars on the street. And the ones that we do have are electric. Buses are electric. And um, you know, we have chargers everywhere. Like people can go to every store, be able to charge while they're shopping. Um, they go. They go to work. They're able to charge. They go to the airport. They're able to charge. To me, that is an is an ideal situation. That that to me is is a projection and um, uh, you know a visualization is is how I'd like to to see it. Mega Lakchara is the electric vehicle coordinator for Illinois. Thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for having me. If you want to get in on the EV rebate from the state, you can submit an application within 90 days of purchasing an electric vehicle. There's a link in our show notes about how to do that. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Lollapalooza is staying put in Grand Park for another 10 to maybe even 15 years. Yeah, the city announced a new contract at the end of the four-day festival. In the deal, the park district will collect 5 to 20% of revenue, and daily attendance will be capped at now 115000 The Saw Shed, a.k.a. the old Morton Saw Factory in Goose Island, is starting its outdoor concert series today. For a full list of performances this month and next, you can check a link in the show notes. And for more history on the Saw Shed, read our newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. There's some good news to get you through. Grab some snacks and a blanket and head over to Kilbourne Park tomorrow night at 8 p.m. to see the best summer of my life. This is the last chance for you to check out the film and the park series from the International Latino Cultural Center. As always, I appreciate you for listening. If you got some story ideas for us here at CityCast Chicago, feel free to reach out to us at 773-780-0246. Call and leave us a voicemail. We want to hear your name, your neighborhood, and your story pitch. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.